0: Hello, and welcome to another quick dip, The Dip Between the Davs. I'm one of your hosts, David Gant, and I'm also joined by... Josh. Josh. Josh, we've uh, got a couple of uh, topics we want to discuss here this week, don't we? Yes, sir. All right. Why don't you go ahead and take the first topic?
1: Okay. Uh, So, uh, music and uh, rock and roll, that's one of the topics that's near and dear to our hearts. Yes, sir. And uh, yesterday, the uh, nominees for the 2019... Is that right? The 2019 uh, hard uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, were released. Yes, and uh, there were some big names. Um, what were some of the names that caught your eye? Uh, we saw that uh, Radiohead showed up, Rage Against the
0: Machine, Janet Jackson, Roxy Music was another one, uh, Stevie Nicks. But Stevie Nicks was inducted uh, previously with Fleetwood Mac, but she's on her own here. Uh, the Cure and Def Leppard uh, were some of the notable ones.
1: Yeah, so those are uh, some names that I. Gun to my head, I would have figured they were in already. Yeah, um, especially Janet Jackson and Death Leopard. Right. So I was a little surprised to see those names pop up. Um, so the the interesting part is that um, these are just the nominees. These aren't the the official class. Right. That do you know how nominated. that
0: works? Do you do they? Had, if you are nominated, I mean that doesn't give you a guaranteed spot in the and Roll Hall of Fame, right?
1: No. Uh, a a group of um, musicians, rock critics, um, bands that are previously in, uh, I believe they get to vote on it. Okay. And I, I think maybe like five or six get in. I'm not exactly sure. Um, so uh, of that group, who do you expect to be in? I'm going to go ahead and put my bets on Stevie Nicks.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure she's going to go ahead and get inside of it. Inside of it. Uh, She's going to get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that Rage Against the Machine would. Um, I can see where they have finally gotten their dues to be able to get inducted into the Hall of Fame.
1: I don't think they will. Why not? Um, What do you got against Rage Against the Machine? Nothing. I think they should be in. But uh, historically, uh, the Hall of Fame uh, takes a little bit more time to uh, fully recognize uh, the... I guess the, the more alternative groups right? Uh, that, that don't feel like that traditional rock and roll mold. And you know, they're, they're running out of those. And uh, L.O. Cool J uh, was another another one. I, I think if they're looking for a diverse group, uh, you'll see Stevie Nicks, Jan Jackson, L.O. Cool J, uh, Radiohead. was um, Shaka yeah. Khan, one of them? Yeah. Um, I don't think she'll get in. Because if she isn't in already, I don't know why she would get in this year with well, some big name. Well, how many different hits does Shaka Khan actually have though? Besides the the one hit wonder that we all know, I'm really not sure. And she's probably got more out there on the uh, R&B and soul side. Yeah, um, but I, I think she's more of a name than she is a, a big time, big selling artist, possibly. Um, so if they take six, I, I, mine would be The Cure. Uh, Radiohead, Janet Jackson. Def Leppard. Uh, LL Cool J, uh, Def Leppard, and uh, Steve, Stevie Nicks, if I didn't remember. I think we said Stevie Nicks twice. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get her in there. Three Did three I say her twice? twice? Yeah, it's all good.
0: <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll hear it on the playback whether or not it is. Uh, but yeah, I can go ahead and agree with those. Uh, I, I especially would love to see Radiohead get inducted. Uh, Radiohead's a band that I, I truly love, uh, except for their one breakout song, Creep that's the only song I can't stand uh, but anything beyond well neither can they so yeah no they, they hate Planet, uh, especially like the album A. Koday I put on I think it's phenomenal it's amazing it's one of my my top two albums ever uh, and then they followed it up with the Moonshade Pool in 2016 too um, but they had they had other albums that were in between that but Radiohead finally deserves their their spot in the Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned so if, if everybody else gets inducted, that's fine so long as Radiohead's in there I'm good to go
1: yeah, I would be shocked, um, A, if Rage gets in, and I'd be even more shocked if they get in at the same time Radiohead gets in. Yeah. Um, because especially now, um, you probably know this, but um, it's actually built up as a, as a big TV show that uh, HBO shoots every year and then puts out. So it's kind of like you're building a show, too. Yeah. So it wouldn't make any sense to have like, uh, yeah, like some of the bands that are already in like, it wouldn't make sense to have, like, Metallica and Guns N' Roses on the same show.
0: Well, I mean, who you who would match, like, Rage Against the Machine or, or uh, be their equal to it? I mean, because you're saying that it'd be more, like, radio-friendly stuff. No,
1: um, I, I, I feel like in uh, in that particular museum or committee's eyes, um, Radiohead and Rage Against the Machine probably wouldn't be that different. Really? Really. Yeah, I don't think so. Wow. Uh, I mean,
0: they're, they're two drastically different bands. I mean, one's a political right. know, rock band and but the other one's an experimental type uh, electronica band now at this point.
1: Correct. But if you think about it, in each band, only one member is extremely well-known. That's true. Tom York
0: and then we have uh, Tom Morrell, Tom Morrell on, uh, and Rage Against the Machine. Right. Um, but he's also played for the, uh, the other bands too. Um, they were an audio slave uh, whenever right. they were with uh, Chris Cornell. I can't remember if Audio Slave was inducted or not. Uh, I don't I doubt think it. they have been, so I don't think they're old enough to be able to do that. But yeah, uh, so it was pretty exciting to see some of the uh, the nominees show up this year. Um, again, so um, uh,
1: do you find it weird when when people are inducted more than once?
0: I, I don't think that it's weird. I, I mean, if if they deserve it, then they deserve it. So I'm okay well,
1: with it. Well, like um, like uh, Paul McCartney, I think he's been inducted two or three times.
0: Is that with the Beatles himself and the Wings?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if Wings was inducted on their own, but I know he was inducted twice for sure. Really? So, it, does that make sense to you? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Because okay. if, if you're a separate artist by yourself, yeah. Okay. Of course. I mean, you're you're with your band members. They'd be like Genesis and Phil Collins. Uh, if both of those were going to get inducted, I'd say yeah, they're two separate people that, that's with it.
1: In uh, two very different discographies. Yeah. That, or
0: uh, or Genesis and P- Peter Gabriel, and then. Uh, uh, Phil Collins. So.
1: It's a. It's interesting. Uh, Rick Flair, um, like he's been inducted to a WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, know, a few different times. Um, you will know, once as himself for sure, and then once for uh, the Horsemen and uh, the Four Horsemen
0: for WCW.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, I could see it again for like Evolution, uh, the mm-hmm. the group they had in the two thousands. Right. So. Uh, anyway, uh, I know that's a little random. little departure there, a little,
0: wrestle, there, but... a little uh, wrestling trivia there.
1: So uh, all uh, of that's Fame, Hall of <laughs> 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 Okay. Uh, oh,
0: so uh, let's, uh, let's talk about a different subjects here, uh, bringing it back. Um, We've seen that Microsoft is going to be trying to launch a new streaming service uh, for their games. Uh, it's going to be a platform that's closely resembling to what OnLive and Gaica would provide for us. Um, you'd buy a box. You would be able to pick from a wide selection of, of games that are on a server in a remote location. As long as you have the bandwidth to be able to download the games or stream the games, there would be a seamless type of activity. There would be no way to be able to tell the difference whether or not you were actually streaming the game or you were playing an actual console. Uh, I've had a little bit of experience with online myself, and I thought it was the next generation thing, the big thing that was going to come in gaming. Even though that I felt like that a lot of people didn't have a lot of bandwidth to be able to handle it, I still sung its praises. But they eventually got to the point where they had to sell off all their assets uh, to bigger com- companies because they were too forward-thinking in-, in how the gaming would work. Um, I want to get your opinion on it and see what you thought about it and, and see you know kind of where you, you stand on it.
1: Well, it's uh, called the xCloud Project. Is that right? Yes, it is. For everything I've read, there really isn't much talk about that project being a part of the the home console space. Um, Xbox is working on a project um, for their next console. And the the rumor is that you'll have the option of buying a traditional box that includes a disk drive, or you can buy a a quote-unquote streaming box. I doubt that it'll be an actual streaming box. Um, My guess is that it would just not have the guts uh, needed to to play a disk. Now, do you think just... Microsoft's
0: taken the stance now with their, like, their game pass that they've got to be able to try to do like trial runs with these things? Uh, if there is a streaming box that is in in the pipeline, you're getting people that are, are used to paying a monthly subscription fee to not have these physical games, but they can pick whatever they want to a la Netflix at this point. So mentally people should be able to make that transfer uh, and make it as easily and seamless as possible. Do you think that's kind of like what their their trojan horse is to be able to try to create a streaming service for this uh, by offering the Microsoft Xbox Pass?
1: Uh, maybe uh, from the articles I've read so far, I think they're more interested in what people are doing with the mobile space, um, you know, whether it's their tablets or phones or uh, what have you. Yeah, I think especially with the Switch uh, being such a big hit, uh, it shows that People still want the, the moving experience, you know, the, the whatever they can take with them. And I think they're betting on that there's a, a large number of people that don't want an Xbox or don't want to buy an Xbox, but they'd be interested in the past, which that doesn't make any sense to me, but that's how they're positioning it right now is that, oh, if you love games but don't want to buy a console, here's your solution. But to me, that doesn't make sense.
0: But I see it as a, as a, a sensible solution, though. Uh, I mean, you're, you're going to have the people like... I, I, would, I would buy into it. I'm done with having multiple boxes and I would stream everything if it was all in one central location.
1: Well, the only thing I, I'm interested in right now is how it connects to... or how that particular platform connects without a box at all. Uh, for example, if I have a smart TV... Uh, is there going to be an an X Cloud app or whatever they're going to call it? They probably won't call it X Cloud. And um, if, and can I play games without a Box? You know, without without the the disc drive. You know, I, I think that's where we should be going. And I know uh, Sony looked into that a little bit with their uh, Sony TVs for a while that you could put a PlayStation Now on. That's correct. So I I, I guess I'm just in a spot now where I'm pretty entrenched in the way that I play video games so it's not really a product that i'm going to be interested in for myself because even with my switch i don't really play it much when i take it places
0: now the services that you were asked saying you're you're curious to know why they haven't been integrated integrated into tvs yet they were Uh, there's been several different types of groups of people that have been trying to um, just make it as seamless as possible to hook up a bluetooth controller to your tv and you're able to either rent a game or you're able to buy a license to be able to run it, which ran on Geicaz and uh, OnLab's service that they had. Uh, they were built into like Samsung TVs. Uh, there are different apps. It doesn't matter what the app is, so long as it's the hardware to be able to run the app, that's all you needed, and a controller to be able to function with it. You also see that ability in Amazon TV, uh, Fire TVs now. Uh, you just hook up a controller, you're able to play the games that are on their their app store that there is. So if Microsoft and Sony could figure out something, uh, work out some sort of deal to be able to make it as seamless as possible, I don't need a box. And, I, and it's just part of included, part is a, a TV. I could buy a gaming TV. I'm going to buy a 55-inch 4K TV. You know, with all these these features, why not go ahead and pay an extra 100 bucks to be able to have the ability to be able to play, you know, the latest and greatest.
1: I agree with that. Now, the only thing that I'm uh, skeptical of uh, is that a, a large portion of the user-based does not have access to the higher bandwidth, uh, the higher download speeds. Um, So I I wonder if they're positioning the tablets and the phones uh, as kind of like a, maybe, I don't know if dumbed down is the word I'm looking for, uh, but a um, less robust service that you're not as concerned about 4K graphics. You're just concerned about being able to take the games with you on the road. without Without an extra device
0: even have mobile ability with that you're going to have on-screen controls with that Uh, and you're not going to want to have touch screen controls to be able to play some of these games that are a little bit more intensive to actually require a controller itself i know that they've shown some of the promos with a controller but they also have on-screen controls that are on the screen well for
1: me with a controller is literally the only way i'd be interested right but what percentage of the base is, is like that right probably and, pretty small
0: and, and i could see where they would want to base all their you know put all their money into assuming that everybody would automatically hop onto this but they also can't be held back by the people that don't have the access to the bandwidth if you're going to be able to try to evolve and do something with the gaming platform they're going to have to take risk and you're gonna to have to see whether or not it works
1: well um, uh, my my assumption is that why they're looking into two different boxes uh, a streaming box versus a traditional box
0: well, the the problem with that though is that we we've had those experiences before. We've had Sony that split the, the the base between a premium box and a box that was cheaper. The cheaper box didn't win, but then the premium box had to come down in price to be able to match whatever the the cheaper box was. That Sony did that. Yeah, Sony did it with their sixty gigabyte and their twenty gigabyte models whenever they came out with the PlayStation Three. Xbox also did it with Xbox Three Sixty with their arcade model, which had four gigabytes built in. And then they uh,
1: had- I think that that might be apples and oranges because those boxes still did the same thing. They just had one feature that was upgraded. Well,
0: technically, isn't this is the same thing, too, though? No. You're just streaming a game. You're just getting, being able to get a game in a different format. Uh, you'll be able to, it doesn't matter if it's on the disk or not, it's installed on a hard drive or if it's pulling it directly from the network.
1: Well, well no. Uh, to me, having a box that is streaming only versus a traditional box where you can use a disk or you can buy from the online store and download, that's two different, two distinct products to me did it, it, it's a you're making a choice on how you want to engage with the platform
0: okay then maybe we can look at it at a different wrangle we can look at it like the the PSP we okay have the PSP that was out that had UMDs mm-hmm. uh, which was their physical media that they tried to push upon the you know the the, the gamers that didn't want it um, and then they came out with a PSP go which was nothing but digital only. Okay. You had to be able to buy it directly from the store to be able to run it, mm-hmm. uh, and they split the, the 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 player base between those. But the the PSP had already been long established, but that was kind of the norm, and people weren't weren't ready for the digital transition. Now everybody mentally is ready for the digital transition. As far as I'm concerned, I would much rather have a digital license for something because physical media is on the way out. I don't want to have that hassle. I know we've talked about it on previous podcasts before, but I could see this kind of be the natural evolution of be able to, you know gaming where it's going.
1: Well, the only thing that gives me pause about that is the the type of shopper that you see at your uh, in your game section in your local retail store uh, or at a or at a game stop um I, I, i'm not sure what the demographics are on, on the current player base i'm not sure if it's mostly people like us that are 20 years into this at least or if the target is still you know the The parent on Black Friday and they need something for their kid,
0: but that's just still a small percentage of everybody. Though, you're not gonna you're not gonna focus on on just like a, a one or two percent of the market. I would think the majority of the the people that are playing and spending the money on these things are going to be in our age bracket between the 25 years old and 35 years old mm-hmm. that are part of whatever label they give us at millennial or whatever. Uh, and where the people who are spending the money to be able to drive this ability to be able to have a streaming service, which can afford the streaming service yeah. to be able to play the game. But
1: but what drives that? that divide between the products uh, is it uh you know if you have a have a shitty internet service you're more likely to buy the the traditional box and if you're in uh like for example one person in this room has a fairly shitty service based on where, I'm, where i live and um you have a a better service that's you know um, i think you're on Gigapower. yeah that's correct right so it doesn't make sense for me to have the streaming only box,
0: right? But that's you ban into whatever it is. But that's not that's a more of an exception than that is the rule. Mm-hmm. Considering the fiber itself is starting to roll out and it's it's becoming the next evolution right. of what it is.
1: Well, plus if this box rolls out in twenty twenty, how many things could change between now and then?
0: Right, and so. I'd be curious to know too if they would want to take advantage of the new Fab G abilities that are coming out.
1: In um, especially with Microsoft, who handily lost this most recent generation as far as console sales. And it really pivoted to Xbox as a platform rather than a machine. It makes sense for them to go that route, the more streaming route. So, I I, I mean, it's all pro to me. I, I like where all of it's headed. It makes sense for all of it to, you know, expand to our phones and our tablets and, and our, I guess in some ways our, our PCs, uh, if we want to use the Xbox platform, um, but I think that we're going to see kind of the largest divide between the the main console manufacturers that we've ever seen. I don't think Sony's going to go that route. I think they're going to potentially, wrongfully, uh, stand pat. With we sold, um, it's probably close to hundred million now. Yep. It's, it's going to be hundred million PS4s at some point. Yeah. So why would we pivot to this new box? And even, you can't even find a, a, a fucking PS4 Pro.
0: Right, they're, they're getting a little bit harder to find of
1: Something out. That, that, that they assume nobody would want, and you can't find it. So, I'm, I'm interested. But I think what I truly believe, and you'll maybe agree or disagree, is that what really drives these platforms are the games. So, if Microsoft continues to you know, do almost nothing when it comes to first-party games or exclusives... I'll just be playing Forza on this platform the way that I play on the Xbox One. Sure,
0: because there's three main franchises that people usually buy the Microsoft Xbox Four, uh, which is uh, Forza, Gears, and Halo.
1: Halo. Yeah. So if they offer, if that's all they've got for this service, or I have to buy a PlayStation Five to play the other dozen titles I'd rather play, and I have to stick with a box for that, I'm going to stick with a box. That's just my personal taste, though. But I think that if you're, if they're going to pivot to a more casual, quote unquote, more casual gamer, that it makes sense for them to do this. Okay. So
0: yeah, sure. I, I can I can see that. There's a pros and cons to to the whole argument itself, and we don't know what's going to happen. No. Eventually. No,
1: now it's just a, right now it's just a concept. But right. But I think it's something that you and I have talked about before, so it's kind of neat to see it actually come to fruition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a pretty exciting time to be able to figure out what all this tech is going to go to. Yep.
1: Um, I was always a little surprised that they uh, didn't do more in the gaming sense with their phones. Yeah, maybe they did and I missed it.
0: But oh, Who's that, Sony or Xbox? Xbox. Okay, Xbox had the uh, Microsoft Windows phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that platform was based solely around the Zune platform. Okay. Uh, and the architecture that they had tried to build for that. And that could never get any... Any footholding at all? Uh, there was no way that they'd be able to compete with Apple or Android at that point.
1: So, could you see a scenario and where in uh, twenty twenty uh, they're ready to to roll out this um, new product or software? And clearly, they're looking at a subscription service, like you were saying, because they had the Game Pass. could you see a scenario where there's so like an Xbox brand phone,
0: uh, maybe. Maybe, but I would I look to Amazon and their Fire Phone and they're trying to roll out something that was unique to their platform and they shot themselves in the foot almost immediately. Uh, and I could see that if Microsoft tried to do the same thing, they would shoot themselves in the foot immediately.
1: I feel like they would be smart to team up with uh, with either Apple or Samsung. They would have to.
0: They would have to partner with somebody that already had a, an established footholding in the market and yeah. sell just their software and their OS that's on it. But then you're also uh, splitting up the the user base. Then at that point,
1: even even uh, a brand like LG would be smarter than to do on their own, right? So uh, I'm really interested to see where it goes, and um, you know I'm pretty entrenched in in my current console, so I'm not really looking forward to. uh independent switch but that's always kind of been the same thing though i mean yeah.
0: nobody's ever ready to switch over or transition it, the only time that i ever felt like it was, was from nintendo to super nintendo that's when everybody wanted to jump ship you know and go to the newest greatest thing i
1: yeah. was uh i was ready to, to move on from the ps3 to the ps4 yeah uh, because you know i'd had it for like almost eight years yeah by the time it, it uh, moved on to the new uh system well, so
0: see i, I was in a uh, different boat because i went from the ps3 to the wii u yeah so that, that was that was a,
1: a great choice for me. Yeah, uh, blazing your own trail. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, anything else we need to cover?
0: No, I think that's it. I think we just uh, want to go ahead and touch on a couple of the subjects here that we had. So we've uh, we've already blown past our twenty minute marks. So this is going to be a little bit more extended of a quick dip, but uh, that's okay. Sometimes when we get involved in conversations, they just keep
1: going. That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks for uh, checking out Quick Dip number three. On the ex- this is number four. <laughs> we said three earlier. <laughs> <Four>. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, thanks for checking out Quick Debt number four on the Eccentrics Network. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye.